Welcome one and all to the End of Give It Thursday podcast. Back for group stage match day five. Groups are taking place. Um, we have a couple of group more group winners. We have a couple of group losers. Mm-hmm. Um, but excitingly for all of us, we still have a lot of parity in many of these groups and a lot still to play for. So without further ado, David, my co-host, why don't we get right to it? Um, I'm going to start with an absolute shellacking in Group A. Not something I think we saw coming, considering how well uh, Olympiacos has played in certain games, despite not always getting results. Um, They needed uh, a win here to stay in the race for qualification. They got thrashed at Freiburg 5-0. You look at the stats here. They suggest that Freiburg was maybe a little fortunate to win by this margin. Um, But then you watch the game. And it yeah. doesn't feel like that. It felt like a 5-0 yeah. when you go back and they, watch it. They it's... scored a five out of their six shots on target. So there was a little, maybe a little fortune in the finishing, but they deserved at least three in this game. Like, yeah. And especially in the first half, they were, they scored, Gregorich had a first half hat trick. He scored yeah, he basically, basically he could have had four in the first 11 minutes. He ended up scoring two of those, but um, basically like every attack in the first 15 minutes, Freiburg looked like they were going to score mm-hmm. and they did on two. It was 4-0 by halftime. Um, and Olympiacos, after maybe, you know, really sort of crumbled um, at yeah. a certain point. They just didn't look ready to play. Um, and Freiburg were that, really uh, clinical. Yeah, I mean, the first, all three of the Gregorich goals are not super high-quality chances, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Like, he's he does a lot of work to get those goals. Mm-hmm. And so from Olympiacos' perspective, I can kind of understand how you see that third one go in and it just breaks you. Like there's yeah. no coming back after that. Uh, you also raised an interesting point to me before we podcasted um, as an Italian supporter. Uh-huh. Why I don't see Grifo in the Italian I, national team. Grifo's like, always week all. in, week out. He's playing great. Um, he's the captain of the team, I believe. Um, yeah, and I feel like I never see him in the national team. I know it's like a competitive position that he mm-hmm. you know yeah as a left winger yeah mostly but but he plays you know he does a lot of playmaking i feel like for this team too um, he can score yeah. from the wing which is a ability that italy have been missing so I, I think it would be nice to see him get a just scoring in general is an ability it, italy have been that, missing. that's what i meant yeah, yeah. <laughs> their strikers can't do it especially so when case is always hurt yeah but debal is not italian but he's also always hurt and he yeah. plays in italy um <laughs> basically the same player in the same position so uh, but yeah, he was another one who was just spectacular today. Whenever things went over to the left side for Freiburg, it mm. felt like something good was going to happen. It felt like they were going to score. They looked really, really dangerous. Mm-hmm. A fun who he played for on Olympiacos. Uh, Daniel Potence, formerly oh. of Wolves for many years. Yeah, that one surprised me. Um, so any Olympiacos is eliminated from the Europa League um, with this result. Um, but all they have to do is not lose by a bunch to TSC Topola. <laughs> yeah, what was the result? The uh, game? It was a draw, right? Yeah, they yeah, drew two so, two. So is they if they lose to then, TSC, then TSC will go through yes. in the conference league. But all they have to do is not lose at home to Which TSC. Should be doing, uh, but we've said that a few times yeah, about and the TSC was like, over the last has year. actually been very competitive in a lot of these games, even though you know they have a negative ten goal difference in one point through five games. Like they played. West Ham twice, really tough now. They lost nil one at home on a late Suchek goal. Um, Suchek only scores in the ni- in 89th to 90th minute, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, West Ham, they, you know, maybe predictably didn't really show up today, um, but ended up scrounging out the win, which ended up ends up being pretty crucial in this group because that puts them t- back top of the table, level on points with Freiburg. And although their goal difference is much worse, and they've only scored eight goals in this group, they have the head-to-head. Uh, and Freiburg has scored seventeen. Yeah, they beat Freiburg comfortably in match day two, two one. Um, so West Ham to win the group needs to avoid defeat, um, at home against the Germans. Yeah, which at home for two teams that are already through, you'd think they should be able to do it. But you know, so with the like new format, started. there's a lot more at stake now. Winning your group, yeah. not having to play the that extra round. And um, you go straight to the round of 16 and winning your group. Like we saw against Olympiacos, I think I trust the Freiburg front three mm-hmm. to score more than I do the West Ham front three. Yeah. Not that West Ham's front three is bad. It's just I really trust this Freiburg front three. Something about West Ham. West Ham at home, though, is a, it's been a tough place to go in Europe the last three years. Yeah. Um, the, and they started, you know, they started a heavily rotated team today. Mm-hmm. Then the 19-year-old striker, Mubama, 
um, for Nalls. Like, I guess I mean, the midfield was kind of strong, but the back line was rotated. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see um, them actually, you know, if Antonio, Antonio might actually still be out through injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Jared Bowen will be back. Um, and would, you know, wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, the starting like Zuma back in the back line. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, um, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit of, uh, what's his name? The, the guy. Which position are you talking about? From Ajax. Oh, uh, kudos. Kudos. Yeah, kudos is kudos. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kudos didn't play though. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if we had a if we had a stronger West Ham team, um, and that it's a game. I think it's going to be a. I think they're both going to go for it. Yeah, it'll be that'll be one of the more exciting games to watch yeah. in uh, match week six. I expect. Mm-hmm. You know, could probably will now that I said that end up a very scrappy one yeah. nil. But yeah, so it looks like we basically have. You know, things can change in terms of third and who finishes first. But it looks like we have a pretty solidified uh, positioning here um, with Olympiacos likely dropping into the Conference League, which is might be a, actually a pretty interesting place for them to be. They might be able to advance deep in that competition mm-hmm. if they keep up their form that they've had in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, elsewhere in Group B, uh, perhaps our, our spiciest group, um, not in terms of parity, but in terms of results and yeah. weirdness, um, been a very exciting group. Yeah, at least uh, even within the just within the individual games, less mm. than like the way it's coming out points wise. But yeah, every game feels like you're on the edge of your seat in this group. And uh, let's start in Athens, where Ike slash AK lost one nil to the visitors Brighton and Hove Albion. This was a revenge game for Brighton after Athens uh, took their first ever European group stage game and turn it upside down. Um, that happens to be Athens last win in this group. Yeah. Uh, they have just four points now through five and it's a bit harsh on them. I think they've actually looked competitive. Like they could have taken points against Marseille, but lost both, you know, a red card deeply affected one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're sort of, they're sort of, you know, battling it out for third now. Um, they were a little unlucky today too. Brighton was, uh, you had to sort of grind this one out. Yeah. They got a second half penalty that was a tiny bit soft that on Joao Pedro, which he converted himself. Um, but Athens and, you know, Athens after they got a red in the 65th minute on a second yellow where it had their backs up against it. But I, but I thought they, in the first half, especially they had some real chances. Yeah. And, um, I mean, Verbrugge probably had the better of the play. At Verbrugge least in the first was probably half. the player of the game for yeah. his first half performance in particular. A couple of good was... saves. He was great. I mean, we talked about, I think, over the summer when he signed, just how crucial getting a player like that in can be and mm-hmm. having a young goalkeeper of that quality. And we saw it today. I mean, mm-hmm. he was on his head in the first half, kept them in the game when they could have been down one or two nothing going into half mm-hmm. and allowed for Joao Pedro to do what Joao Pedro does and uh, dive in the box and get a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was, a, it was a little soft contact. It's a, I would it's, say it's more of a flop. Yeah, like, I felt like it was pretty soft contact. But... Yeah, you understand why it's given, but it's a it's a little unfortunate. Um, yeah, he's there's definitely contact there. Oof, Nineteen shots. I just saw the final number for Athens. Athens was Athens is good, man. They like they definitely had the better of the play in the first half. The most surprising stat for me is that they actually outpossessed Brighton, which is hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Brighton, meanwhile, continues their pathway of babies that they trot on the field who have never heard of they started 18 year old left back jack hinchelwood today and <laughs> tried to target him a lot because uh-huh. he seemed like he was more of an offensive minded mm-hmm. fullback and he left a lot of space behind him but igor did a good job of using his athleticism to cover and hinchelwood seemed like pretty good going forward he seemed mm. re- reliable at least for brighton so another and they brought a uh, they in the 87th English. minute they yeah, yeah they brought on some other English dude named Josh Duffus who I've never heard of before and it doesn't even say his age on Fatma. <laughs> That's how little people know about him. Yeah. Uh this was yeah. So that t- that the, the Brighton pipeline is strong 18. strong with the force. Um yeah, so but yeah, they you know Brighton are sort of interesting. They they seem to be playing more of like a 4-2-4 lineup than last year. I guess personnel related, like Ferguson up top, and then Joe Pedro sort of like as a supporting second striker, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, 
more so than last year. I felt they had more like that playmaking thing with McAllister was sort of settled into the 10 sometimes. Um, but yeah, then, and then, in the, you know, the results haven't been like fantastic recently. Um, you know, they got a couple of, they, they lost to Chelsea today. Um, yeah. We're speaking to you on Sunday. Like they, they, they're still figuring some kinks out. Which is part of what I find very impressive is that over the last month, they've looked quite pedestrian by Brighton standards. Sure. And not quite still, as buried. They're still getting decent yeah. results, though. They're still winning in Europe. They're yeah. winning domestic. That's a good point in this game is that this is the kind of like this is the kind of like maturity game mm-hmm. that you have to learn how to win. Yeah. And you saw like at the start of this campaign, you know, a loss and a draw in their first two games. They sort of were struggling to find that uh, to find that. Uh, how would you say synonym of maturity? Uh, um, the grit. You know, yeah, they were yeah. missing kind of the grit to see through some of these, t- especially the, the away days on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of one where, yeah, maybe they're a little lucky not to concede, but you have to sort of just, you have to really grind it yeah. out. And this is where I think bringing in younger players who had European experience, like Verbruggen and Igor, who, even though they, Igor in particular, I will say, is not like a world-class center He's back. your favorite. He's your not favorite my player. favorite center back in the world. Favorite player. But they understand what it takes to really mm-hmm. grind out results and the importance of winning every single game because they've been in these group stages before and they know you can't screw up. Sure. So I think having that type of experience that you can bring into the squad was really important. And yeah. Asipati, another example of that, even though he didn't uh, do anything in this game because he didn't play, but <laughs> having that like on your roster, yeah. players who know how to prepare for weekday games. And Brighton, as a result, result as a double move, have yeah. put themselves in a good position here. They're just a point back from uh, Marseille, who won a wild game against Ajax. These games are the yeah the, the Marseille Ajax two games have been absurd. Yeah, mind you, the first match day Ajax three Marseille three. This time Marseille scores an extra goal to make it four three. Um, after Ajax looked to have gotten another point here, and what, what the strangest thing is that it played out like almost identically mm-hmm. to that first fixture. Yeah, where. I mean, it's like goals come soon after, uh, you know, go-aheads. Mm-hmm. Equalizers come soon after go-aheads. Yeah, I like the three times. Nobody seems to, like, want to mark in the box, mm-hmm. like, both in, like, set pieces and, like, runs. Um, there were some really strange goals, including uh, the winner. <laughs> I, I guess you could call it a winner. I think um, you have to. Where that sealed an Obamiang hat trick on a 93rd-minute penalty conversion. This is because uh, poor... Ajax's poor goalkeeper, the German Ramage, he's just 22. He the a deep cross comes into the box, and instead of just letting it go behind for a goal kick, he tries to like stretch and grab it. He yeah. drops it, falls to Marseille, and then he takes the guy out. <laughs> and that that's how they lose. Yeah. And that's all after they after they ground back to 3-3. Despite um, they the- come back being down three times, both one is you know the opening goal is an Aubameyang penalty. Yeah. Brabi scores off the kickoff. Uh, then you know uh, Mbemba gets a 26th minute go ahead. A few minutes later, Brabi scores again. Um, and this is after they'd gone down to 10 men mm-hmm. um, in the 63rd minute. Burkhouse yeah, got a direct red after being forward out of the game. Yeah, I mean, to which be fair, he hits him pretty hard. Yeah, in a totally unnecessary situation. Yeah, too. It, I don't. Th- he hits him pretty hard. Um, I, I haven't watched enough times to decide. Yeah. I don't think I'm against it necessarily. Yeah, I think my gut is this is fine. That's, that's a Sinbin a, moment for sure. Yeah, that's, that's an a, orange. It's an orange. But then it was originally called a yellow, so it yeah. should have been overturned. I think it's debatable. Mm-hmm. But it is credit to IX for fighting back into the game mm-hmm. at first, and then it and just, also credit to Marseille's defense for not bothering to to mark ix runners at any point yeah uh Uh, i do have to this was like i understand that because of who marseille have available to them defensively that robbie with his robbie with his quickness and his strength is a tough matchup for them but gattuso was brought in to fix the defense and Uh well marseille looked better it's not fixed overall (laughs) the defense is still a mess it's not fixed god uh uh, we haven't even mentioned Aubameyang sort of hat trick. Haven't even mentioned his best goal. Two of them were penalties. Oh, yeah. He hit an overhead kick on a cross, which again, the defending, I don't remember which defender it was, but yeah. the Ajax defender sort of like lunges with his chest and like flops like a fish and misses mm-hmm. it. And then Aubameyang 
makes up for that distasteful image with a tremendous overhead kick yeah. off the turf and in um, pretty much unsavable. But yeah, the Bravi goals were interesting in that like the first one, um, it's a good goal, right? Oh yeah, it's so good. It's um who who's at the lunges with, like neck first going back to the great guy. Yeah, the, maybe the right dame. back young young dame. Um, I think the first Bravi goal, the one right off kickoff from the from the first Obama Young penalty, he like he sort of does like a Lukaku seal mm-hmm. and like flip turns the defender. Every and everybody sort of gets all the defenders get sort of dragged to the left side of the box, um, leaving him like totally unchallenged after he makes yeah. that turn. To finish so yeah a lot of problems on both sides on the yeah. defensive end and One it just thing... this just reminded me of like like an ayso youth game mm-hmm. but like with elite world-class footballers <laughs> like yeah. the pace of it the like that nobody seemed to want to like stop to control the game the constant bad tackles i mean yeah just bad decisions bad marking yeah. it was just like they were just out there like to for a kick about yeah like for vibes and nobody was playing a real like game that had consequences i do want to quickly say about brubby before we move on uh because we definitely need to mm-hmm. he gets a lot of criticism for his play as someone who had such high expectations coming into the season mm-hmm. and has completely failed to meet those expectations Brobby gets is, a bad rap man he is a very intelligent player and i think that gets left off a lot because people see a strong quick athletic forward who doesn't get a lot of goals and like oh he must not mm-hmm. be intelligent he's a great passer he's knows when to make the runs he just can't finish i feel like he's getting he gets a bad rep yeah you know he's got he's got five goals and four assists in the in 12 matches in the league so far in 13 appearances i wonder if he continues to struggle finishing if maybe moving him back as to more of like a 10 and Mm -hmm. moving somebody else up top would be something that i actually consider he's also only 20 he's been around for so long people forget he's only 21 yeah um he's not he's not an old man no he's got a room and you know he does have you know as i said five goals in the league He's got a couple goals in, I think, three goals in the in Europe so far. It's not like he's been, not like he's been, you know, hacking no, just, at it. He has some bad misses sure. on the on the yeah. highlight reel. He has a little bit of the. Problem. He's like a discount Boniface. He like scores the scores the tougher ones. Yeah, and shanks the good the the easy ones. But this leaves the final games in this group are super important. It's matched up perfectly. Yeah, Marseille go to Brighton needing a draw. So Brighton win, they go top. Marseille goes top with a draw or win. And AK travels to Athens. At, uh, Ajax need a win against AK. To get, I said to they travel to Athens. I meant Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many A's. They're both A's, yeah. A lot of A's. Marseille is an A. A, A, A. A. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Marseille, again, hugely, uh, hugely consequential mistake um, from the Ajax keeper. Because not just because, you know, Ajax is already eliminated, whatever. Mm-hmm. Marseille was already probably going, was already going through. But that one mistake uh, jumps Marseille two points, um, which puts them up one above Brighton. If not for that mistake, Brighton would be going into this final match day. At home. At home. Needing a just draw. needing a draw. And now they have to win. There. Yeah. Um, again, I mean, if you want to, you know, advance the round of 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Yeah. Very very spicy group. We have the perfect matchups for mm-hmm. for in for two weeks. Looking forward to it. We spent too long on them though. Okay. Let's go to uh, a group with ultimate parity, almost ultimate parity, um, which is Group C. Um, we had uh, a bit of a shock. Bit of a shock a in it, at the Ibrox. Rangers can only manage a draw against Eris Limassol, and then Sparta Prague keeps their hopes for qualification alive. With a 1-0 win at home against Betis. That leaves Betis top still with nine points. Rangers second with eight. Sparta with seven. And Eris with four. Mm-hmm. This is consequential partially because Sparta gets to uh, play their last game of the uh, of the group stage at Eris, the weakest team in the group. And Rangers has to travel to Betis. Mm-hmm with Betty still having to get a result to secure qualification. Yeah. So this is not uh not the scenario Rangers would have hoped. No, but this going is into this match. the type of game that Rangers can get a result in. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we've seen them against a lot of the bigger teams in Of course, Europe, it's possible that, though, that a result well. won't be enough. If they draw yeah. and Sparta um, win, then Rangers will be out. Wait. Well, they'll be in the No, because they beat Betty's. No, but if they draw, Betis yeah. If they draw, Betis will be. Yeah, forgot to add the points. Yes, I did. So yeah, if you know, winning an Eris isn't a guarantee. 
you know, they've they yes, they sir. beat Rangers earlier in the competition. Um, it turns out they're they're uh, they're their bogey team here. Mm-hmm. One point through two games could be costly. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Uh, all of Aries all have been against Rangers, <laughs> partially because Aries are the only team that when they face Rangers play truly on the counter. Yeah. You know, and Rangers defensive line is not particularly fast, uh, especially they started Ben Davies and John Suter at center back, which is wasn't a great pairing for when you're facing Harris and also hate to say it, but maybe Todd Cantwell can't play well right now. Should he be benched? Probably. Uh, what he was do? so key for them last year and it's not working out right now, but this group will also be, I mean, all the groups we've talked about so far have been interesting as to what'll happen for mm-hmm. uh match week six, but you know, which group won't be it's group D. Yeah. Cause Atalanta and sporting played to a, Pretty drab one-one draw in Indeed. the rain in Bergamo, uh, which Avalanta seems... didn't seem to be taking it crazy seriously. But this result is all they need um, to secure, you know, secure top top spot in yeah. the group. Um, as they've already beaten Sporting mm-hmm. um, in match week match day two, um, so they've sealed uh, they've sealed the number one spot. Sporting is now locked into number two, um, and I will say Sporting has looked on the pitch pretty good in this group like they look you know i think they're up there uh near the top of the table in in portugal as well they look like they're having a little bit of a resurgence from the past year or two um i think their quality of play has been decent and you know they're a little bit unlucky to not to just get a point in this game Mm -hmm. well at the same time unlucky a little bit lucky not to lose with skamaka's disastrous one-on-one miss (laughs) oh that was Come on, one of the worst. What was the what was I've the XG seen. on that? It was 0.6, which feels low. <laughs> okay, it was 0.6, and Fab Mob has that at 0.6. They also have Atalanta's entire XG is 0.74. Yeah. So <laughs> that's six uh six over seven and a half yeah. of their of their expected goals in this entire game. That was um, quite the miss. He just yeah. held on to the ball too long and then yeah. lets the keeper close the distance. And yeah. So maybe we say fine. maybe we say you know, some sporting fair looked, result. Sporting looked a little better than Atalanta yeah. here today, but at the same time, don't rule like just because Sporting comes second in their group can't rule mm-hmm. them out. Got to remember this team not at all knocked out Arsenal last year. Yeah, right. They can, uh, deservedly so. Yeah, they can um, play with every team in this competition. Yeah, Atalanta and Sporting could both be teams that we see in the quarters or semifinals. Yeah. Elsewhere, Rakow got their first win um, of the of the group stage, beating Sturmgras in a bit of a surprise on the road. Um, this keeps them alive for that coveted Conference League spot, um, meaning, uh, yeah, that they... Well, it's, what's interesting for this the last match day is that it, it, in the inverse of Group C, where the teams, you know, competing for certain spots mm-hmm. are playing each other, uh, Sturm and uh, Rakow are both playing teams that are not only qualified but locked into their spots yeah thus will inevitably be heavily rotated so it's there for both of them um to actually procure results uh Rakow has the advantage of being home while Sturm is away Which we see this advantage it might actually be a disadvantage in a situation because mm-hmm. if you're Atalanta you're going to want to fly with like a relatively normal team mm-hmm. whereas Sporting will be at home they're probably more likely to call up a 16 or 17 year old sure. to show up and sure today sturm's advantage though is that they previously beat uh rakow mm-hmm. um so yeah, sure. so they don't so and they so they remain ahead of rakow based on just goal difference then mm-hmm. um as they swap results uh right so yeah, what was the score it was one oh yeah it was one yeah they both they both won one nil um in in their way fixture yeah. ironically yeah. so basically you know both teams the the for both teams they just have to better the other's result um they can't you know, a draw would send Sturmgras through with a Rakow draw, um, but a 1-0 win would still send them through mm-hmm. if Rakow only wins by one goal. You know yeah. the drill. Yep. Yeah, so Rakow just has to better Sturmgras's result. Mm-hmm. Should be interesting. Definitely wants to watch. Um, yeah, My guess is that one of those teams will, like, sh- probably, like, should win and, and will concede a bad goal or two. Yeah. Um, and we'll know pretty quick into the, into the fixtures how that's going to go, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, another team that's sealed top spot is Liverpool, beating the shit out of Lask. Which really surprised. I thought Liverpool were going to come last in this group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they uh, they beat the shit out of Lask. Not much to say there. Uh, Lask, however, not entirely eliminated from Europe just yet. They're still uh, just two points behind St. Joao's, um, who could only manage a draw at Toulouse, despite 
having most of the chances. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, that uh, helps Toulouse secure um, second, right? No, no, it's not secured yet. Oh, it's not? No, they drew both their games. Oh, they drew their game. Yes. Okay. So in order to yeah, so yeah, now yeah. Union Central Wild need to beat Liverpool uh-huh. and have Toulouse lose to Lask. Yeah, yeah. And a that would probably swing. Be enough, yeah. Um, so Toulouse would have one of those results have to be by two goals uh-huh. or you St. would have to score three or more goals yeah. than Toulouse in order yeah, yeah. for it to work out. So it's very, you have to get really deep into the tiebreakers yeah. to find That's a way for fun about the last St. to get through. Yeah. St. Joao's does get to host, you know, an obviously rotated Liverpool. Mm-hmm. So they have that advantage, but a rotated um, Liverpool is still a pretty good team. Yeah. They have it, some good depth on that squad. Indeed. I'd still feel okay about it. Essential was because I'm not positive Lask is going to get anything out of that Toulouse game more than a point. I mean, I'd say a point's probably like probably the most likely thing. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. You never know. Um Toulouse have been a little hit or miss in some of these games. Mm-hmm. Uh same with Lask. Frankly, impressive for them for them to qualify though is uh I mean they're guaranteed at least going through third. Yeah. But for them to qualify second would be like a really big achievement mm-hmm. for a team that's you know not not in this in position, position ever happened. yeah and are sitting 14th in the french table right now yeah uh just one point above the the drop zone mm-hmm. so um yeah good for them good money for them uh and saint Joao's, if they go through third would be a really nice addition to the conference league so it will um, be. let's move on then to group f um whose table is a little more complicated than most because right. there's still an extra game to play yeah but in match week five slash four for some of these teams, mm-hmm. uh, Ren dominated Haifa in Cyprus 3-0. So they looked really good. Martin Terrier finally put together a classic Martin Terrier performance. Mm-hmm. Probably the best he has looked since coming back from his injury. We love some Terrier. We do. If he is healthy oh. and playing well, this Ren team can beat anybody. Forget about it. Villarreal, uh, they... Get a three-two win over Panathinaikos, which sees them almost no. It does see them through. Yeah, yes. Both Ren and Varel are through. through. Yeah, um, and Haifa not yet eliminated because they have two games to play. One of them against Varel, though. Panathinaikos, mm-hmm. um, interestingly, uh, another team. It feels like this is the case with a lot with a lot of these Greek teams. Is that like they've looked really competent in the league? Panathinaikos in the first, mm-hmm. really dominating. Um, and they also played pretty well in most of these fixtures, but, just... but they don't have a lot to show for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, their most likely spot is is going to be they can actually probably eliminate Haifa um when they play them on the final match day. Yeah. Um so all then probably all they'll need is a draw at that point. Mm-hmm. Um uh they should only need a draw unless Haifa beat Villarreal by five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think I feel pretty comfortable saying Panathinaikos yeah. are going to need a draw. But the, yeah. The Panathinaikos VRL game was a bit, was a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, VRL uh, up three nil in the 47th minute and then Panathinaikos get a lifeline, but miss a penalty for Ionitis, um only to score right. Like directly right. after the miss. Yeah. Um, and then Ionitis does make up some for his miss. Uh, they draw it all the way back to 3-2, um, but can't quite claw themselves back. Um, yeah, so another one where Panathinaikos just doesn't doesn't quite have things fall their way. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think they've been a little unlucky to lose three in a row um, in, in this case. Um, but yeah, I think actually uh, a healthy... Helming Panathinaikos team in the Conference League would immediately be one of my like handful of favorites to go deep into that competition. Yeah. So it's not the end of the world for them. Um, I've been talking up the Greeks so much after the first couple of weeks of the group stage, and they're all collapsing inward yeah. on themselves. But they're still uh, look confident they on the field. They look good. All it's three just... we've mentioned. Uh, well, Olympiakos had a stinker today. Yes, yes. But they haven't been terrible otherwise. No, outside uh, of that game, they've been pretty solid. Yeah, they've just but... maybe hit up against. Uh, Ren and BRL teams with a little more quality than them. Um, yeah, yeah, it's that's one of the issues when all your teams end up in the Europa League and none in the Conference League is that you start not getting results. Hard to pick up points. Yeah, tough groups too. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, the least exciting group in the Europa League, uh, just completely objectively, is uh <laughs> Group G. Uh, 
that saw uh, Roma get another boring ass draw against Servette. Mm-hmm. Um, and Servette probably deserved to win. Yeah, this probably. Game. Yeah. Uh, Mils Vilar had a really good game. Roma's backup goalkeeper, uh, who's been playing in Europe, because Jose rotates. And then he Jose does now. Absolutely railed against the players who came into this game. Uh, the guys who don't normally play. A lot of people are like, it, he's talking about Aware, mm-hmm. um, who just moved to Roma over the summer and is not really done anything but he said that thought it was going to be a good sign yeah he just totally went into the talent or not the talent, the effort level mm-hmm. that these guys who are coming in he's like they're they're lazy well he didn't say lazy but he started a proper team too yeah he started Dybala and Lukaku <laughs> well to be fair they're not scoring if they start any other pairing that's true and they did actually need to you know get a result here because mm-hmm. they're still competing for first Slavia and yeah, now well, and if they've lost then they're only a point above Serbia. Yeah, right. So. so they have at least secured qualification with this point. Uh but uh but Ser- or Slavia Prague they got the win against Sheriff and they yeah. move into first place yeah. with a game against Silvet on the at home to seal yeah. it up. All they need is probably a point. Um, um it, well cuz the goal difference is so yeah. high. Not uh, technically yeah, yeah. a point like that that wouldn't guarantee it. But having swapped two nil results with mm-hmm. Roma, um, Roma would have to make up a four goal differential. Yeah. Which, to be fair, they're playing Sheriff, who have been pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not not great in this group so far. Uh, Sheriff did score two entire goals today, which is two fifths of the goals they've scored in the group stage so yeah. far. Um, uh, main issue is they've allowed fourteen. Yeah. So, uh, including a ninety fifth minute penalty winner for Slavia today, which is a big one for them in their quest for first. This is um, actually going to be the worst that Sheriff have performed in any group stage in their history. Fewest points collected. Really? Yeah. Wow. And remember, they were in a Champions Champions League group with Madrid. So, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, fucking so a man. That group Roma, happened. Sheriff, and Slavia have served. I believe we picked Sheriff to go through third, and originally in this group, thinking yeah. they would. I'll do Servette, but it, yeah, but it hasn't been great for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did get a draw against Servette, I guess, but yeah, not been their not been their round. Speaking of teams who haven't had good group stages, Hecken, Hecken, they continue to lose Hicken. this time, going down to Leverkusen two nil. Yeah, man, they've home. had a they've had a toughie. They've scored two goals and conceded fifteen. Yeah. This one's hard to really criticize them, given mm-hmm. that their domestic season's over and they were already locked locked into last place mm-hmm. in this group. So you're like, okay, I guess it makes mm. sense that they're not really trying, but yeah. oof, that's very tough, disappointing results. It's, it's a weird, must be a weird feeling to like have that huge celebration. You're in a Europa League group stage to begin with. You win your, you win your league, yeah, and then you celebrate it by getting like absolutely battered three <laughs> weeks in a row. Yeah, <laughs> it's by super... being from a rival country, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the mo- yeah, the the Molda ones, ones were tough, yeah. but it was also the only two games they scored in, so. Um, yeah, going down 2-0 to Leverkusen, there's no shame in that, really. No, Leverkusen um, continue to be unbeaten. And they weren't as bad season. as they have been, to be fair, Hecken. They actually they actually matched them, like, reasonably. Yeah. This might have been the best Hecken have played. Probably, yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah, Leverkusen played a really strong team, too, which was weird, because they had already basically <laughs> sealed the group. <laughs> I know, I don't... Uh, just for shits, I guess. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, Molda 2, Karabag 2. Uh, that, that seems a... like a result that levels the playing field um but Mulder kind of needed to win i feel like yeah because karabag is playing heck in next week it was a very um, it was on it was a really good game to watch too. chaotic as shit yeah uh, Mulder racked up the chances karabag struck first pretty early through juninho not the uh not one the not, not the famous juninho a new one not quite as good at free kick not quite as good as free kick but then Mulder just took control of the game for Pretty much the next 85 minutes. Mm. Oh, that's an exaggeration, but they had a lot of chances. They dominated the rest of the game. They had a, a lot, lot of chances, chances yeah. especially through crosses. I think they completed mm. 10 successful crosses, mm-hmm. uh, which is an absurd amount. You know, it was like a 50% success rate mm-hmm. on them. Uh, and then finally got the equalizer and then very quickly go ahead only to kind of fall asleep at the end as Karabag find an equalizer in the last second. Brutal. Zubir and Jaffa Kuliev combine really, really well as they've been doing all group stage to create an opportunity. And Haugen does not track Mustafa Zade. I just want to show off being able to say Azerbaijani names. Mustafa Zade? Yeah. It's a Zade. Zade. It should or should be, I think. Yeah, sure. Um, at least that's what Wikipedia told me. Yeah, sure. So I like that you did your homework. Yeah. This doesn't really track him. Yeah. And he's 
really easy tap in mm-hmm. to give Karabag the advantage again going into the last group stage. Yeah, and Molda kind of needed to win that one because their next one is against Leverkusen while Karabag plays the team that hasn't gotten a single point and isn't going to try. Yeah. So you and could Karabag are at home. Yeah. You'd be Molde shocked. I'd be fly. shocked if Karabag didn't win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, Molda's only chance is also beating Leverkusen. Um, yeah. So Karabag just needs to match Molda's result, which they should be able to do. And yeah. It's going to be tough for the Norwegians, but they'll drop down. They look a lot better these last three weeks mm. than they did at first in the group mm-hmm. stage. So maybe they can put something together. Well, actually, well, Molda lost to Karabag the first week. Yeah, right? so Karabag or have the title. So Karabag, yeah, if Karabag yeah. wins, they're through. Yeah. yeah, if they just match results. Yeah. So that 95th minute equalizer is, or is actually huge. Totally devastating. Yeah. Yes. Um, and they had the window through, you know, because I mean, beating Leverkusen even with a second 11 is going to be something <laughs> um but you know they could have at least maybe held out for a point and now it looks a very dicey um yeah that's the europa league baby how that's, did you feel how was that for you that was great did that feel good I've for... ever been as stimulated by the europa league that feel good um yeah we're at the business end of the campaign here in the group really stage serious. um next week is going to be fun man it's got to you get all those like live table shifts mm-hmm. last minute goals and there's now games that we can just kind of ignore uh-huh. so we don't have to try to space out right we, yeah we can a single day yeah we, we can, can take focus on the better ones yeah um speaking of you know better games mm-hmm. key clocks um unfortunately we're gonna have to say goodbye to key in just a few weeks sadly because well they played another good game of football um yeah. and outshot out expected goals, um, out possessed Slovan Bratislava. They were unable to find a result. They lose 2 1 at home and are officially eliminated. Uh, the last two weeks were tough. You know, after four points through three, they looked like they had a real shout, um, but not picking up any results against at Ljubljana, at Ljubljana and home to Bratislava has done them in. Um, a heroic effort in this group from them, truly. They've okay. looked competitive. In every single game they played, um, you know, they're only at minus one in goal differential. They've been very competitive and, frankly, a little unlucky to not be still be within a shout of second. Yeah, it took a George Kuchka brace to officially eliminate them. And mm-hmm. that's a guy with a ton of European experience facing a team with almost none. Mm-hmm. I, it's but I bet... Elsewhere, Lille took care of Olympia Ljubljana 2-0 on the road. Another um, game where Lille didn't look... They're just, good, sort of, they're just sort of they're just sort of taking on they're just sort of taking on um and uh all they have to do to ensure first is just beating key clocks Vic. uh keys i would imagine you know their season's over too they're also champions mm-hmm. i would not be surprised if they went all out on that final fixture it's their biggest ever european away day <laughs> at you know a former recent champion of france uh they're going to show up for that guaranteed mm-hmm. um and slovan is probably going to have a nice little walk in the park against ljubljana so um you know they leo has to be prepared for that one um group b um, another team in their debut group stage this one not getting quite as many points though yeah break the blake held pointless again by Maccabi Tel Aviv. They go down Running out of chances. Two, only one game left for them. And it's a fourth time in which they've lost by only one goal. Uh, they played pretty well against, uh, yeah, it was all by one goal and then uh, the get, get game. game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they played pretty well too. It's to lose this game was very, very harsh on them. They did mm-hmm. a great job of pushing Tel Aviv's back line deeper, making runs down the wing, working the ball back to the middle. Uh, but... They've had kind of funny moments in this group where, like, they some of the, like when they went down, what, didn't they go down three nil at Tel Aviv to start and then crawled back to three two? Mm-hmm. And those moments where, like, after those three goals were scored, they looked like a children's roster. Like they couldn't do any, they couldn't yeah. didn't belong on the same pitch at this level. And then they have moments where they look like really competitive and like they move the ball quickly and have a nice pattern of play or whatever. Yeah, it's sort of a weird mix of things. Um, maybe they're just not quite as ready for this moment as a team like key was. Um, but they can still be hardened probably by some of these performances. Yeah. I think they also uh, just got a slightly tougher group than key. I mean, yeah, well, like nah, not I mean, that 
he got a particularly easy group. But like Lille is Ljubljana the, is the not team. as good as Zoria or Tel Aviv. Are. But Bratislava is probably on the similar level as Tel Aviv. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying it's the having Olympia Olympia Ljubljana there. Yeah, it's really helpful to get that sure. win. Yeah, but speaking of uh, Zoria, get their ass beat by Ghent, yeah. who holds on to top spot as a result. Um, they will travel to Tel Aviv, but not actually Tel Aviv, I would imagine. No, uh, I assume it's Cyprus. That's where most of the games okay. have been. Um, um, so it's going to be a bit of a weird, empty game with nobody there. Yeah. Um, and that favors Ghent because they don't have to deal with a home crowd. Um, the, when what should have been an away day, um, and all they have to do is uh. You know, pick up a point there yeah. to seal Israeli, first place. Israeli home crowds are pretty insane. Yeah. Pretty insane. I mean, they love their projectiles and their rocket yeah. players. Yeah. So, uh, him, so, yeah, again, needs a point. T- Tel Aviv needs to win. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be a decent game. Group C. Uh, saw Victoria Pilsen continue their perfect run in this group, um, notably winning every single game by one goal. Let me round them down for you. Ready? Victoria Pilsen won, Nil Balkani. FC Astana won, two Victoria Pilsen. Dinamo Zagreb nil, Victoria Pilsen won. Victoria Pilsen won, Dinamo Zagreb nil. Balkani nil, Victoria Pilsen won. So that, if you are good at math, follow me here. That's a total of six goals scored in five games, one conceded, uh, four one nil wins, five one goal margins. That's 15 points, bing, bang, boom. Group and sealed, that, and that's first place. And that's first place, mind you. They already sealed first place last week. Yeah. So why not just pick up another one win, one nil? And they're going for the for the the clean the sweep. clean sweep next week uh, against Astana. I don't see why they can't win one nil once more. No. Um, Dinamo Zagreb, meanwhile, picked up an absolutely crucial win in Kazakhstan, mm-hmm. which you know we've been making fun of Zagreb's performances so far. That's still, that's still like a good win. Yeah. To go, they're very impressive. That's, when they play Astana. Yeah, Astana is... Nobody likes to go there. We know this. Zagreb's both their wins are against Astana, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, this group is fun, though, because uh, Zagreb, Astana, and Balkani are all Alive. eligible to qualify for second. Um, Zagreb plays Balkani. At home. At home. And, you know, maybe Pilsen will be on the beach and Astana will. But I think Astana is going to struggle there. I don't know what beach um, they're going to find in but Czechia. I, but... And while Zagreb does host Balkani and they're Zagreb, you know, I, they're, they've just been so dicey um, yeah. and, in this group. But I don't I don't see why Balkani can't maybe give them a little scare, you know? The one big uh, part of this, though, is because Zagreb beat Astana, they clinched that tiebreaker, so they only need a draw against Balkani mm. to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at home, a draw is all you need. You should be able to do it. But if they play for the draw, Balkani's a team that can... Yeah, Balkani, people can't can score on Balkani, man. They've only conceded four goals in this group. Uh, they can't score either, but yeah. they, they've, they you know, they, but they're, you know, they haven't conceded more than twice mm-hmm. um, in the group. Like, they're very competitive. You know who can be scored on though? Uh your mom. <laughs> Got it. Uh who set you up for these ways? Who the Sheikas? They've allowed 14 goals now. Sheikas, what this, shipping five to club. This has got to when we do our end of group stage, like winners and losers, they're gonna be rock bottom of the losers oh list God, because this is, this is I think we all we picked them first or second to go through in this group. I think we picked them second. Yeah. So I think we have Bruga first. This was an absolutely embarrassing. Uh, run for them like yes this is maybe that's probably the toughest group mm-hmm. maybe it's close it's, it's, it's up this there or, um group f and it's not even like they're having a terrible season they sit third in the turkish league albeit 11 points back of first yeah. but third on 26 points from 14 games so it's not like they're having a disastrous season but for whatever reason they cannot handle the they thursday have, match days yeah they have a player who not long ago was playing in important champions league games <laughs> And Alex Oxley Chamberlain. And you're talking about Vince Bubakar. Of assume. course. Yeah, definitely not on their <laughs> average. Um, yeah. Who he play for? Bashikdas. Uh Ante Rebic, who he play for? Bashikdas. Um, yeah, really strange. Um, not just the results, but the margin of defeats. Um, you know, I've, I've been pretty shocking. Um, this is the this is the cherry on top. Um that uh you know 
I mean, they're already eliminated, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, they could, five they nil could at home. Salvage a third place and not come dead last if they beat Lugano. Five nil at home. At home. At home. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is mystifying. I'd love to I'd love to hear what's going on behind the scenes at the after some of these results. Interview with the Besiktas manager or backroom staff. Yeah, we'll reach out. Our Turkish Arabic is very good. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, another team that's that's won their league, Bodo Glimt, um, seems to have uh, really found their groove the last couple months. Uh, They also shipped five, or excuse me, Lugano also shipped five. In Norway, yeah, um, they did manage two consolation goals. This was probably a little harsh on Lugano. I mean, Lugano, because you know, uh, Bodo scored on almost half of their shots. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, they're back at clicking into form. Um, and I would not want to play them in, you know, conference league is their favorite competition. Yeah. The last couple of years, I would not want to play them in that in, in that next round and that not first knockout round. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have a chance. Um, to, uh, or maybe they don't. No, they do have a chance yeah, they, to they, to pass. They play Bodoglimp, so or they play Bruga, so they right. have a chance if they win they had, by if they goals. win by two goals, they they will jump Bruga on the uh, on the balance of their head to head. Yeah. Um, but they have to they have to win by two. I do remember when the we were doing first. our preview, we talked about part of the reason we don't think Lugano will have a good chance in this because they are the team that has to go to Bodo. Mm-hmm. in late november <laughs> slash early december yeah and it's just it's so tough it's tough man it's tough, so we, tough. All, we also saw, see this in a little bit uh uh when another greek team or not it's not the greek team it was lugano yeah. but when uh when fenerbahce uh traveled to denmark and got mm-hmm. their ass beat by norshalon but we'll get to that in a minute yeah um so it was neither a initial greek team or no. another greek team that was doing it it was correct uh, or not greek team but a turkish team yeah yeah, yeah. turkish team uh tough day for the turks yeah the That's... whole eastern eastern, eastern block Medi- yeah part of the mediterranean <laughs> yeah. is, did not have a good day uh group e um az alkmaar continues to try to rescue their campaign here uh they get a just a one nil scrap it out yeah. <laughs> uh win against Zrinski. Um, who only managed two shots mm-hmm. on this entire game. Yeah. Uh, but this means that between the, Compared the, to the 21 that has it, between, put that out there between their two fixtures here, uh, between AZ and Zrinski, they combined for a score of four to four, which is if you set out uh, before this group, no one would have predicted. And I'm sure AZ would not have believed if you told them, yes. um, remember that AZ might not get through this group because they complete, they blew a three nil lead and lost four, three away in Bosnia. Yeah. Um, if you take one of the worst out, losses in the history of, of the tournament, I think if you take that loss out. You're looking at Azed and being like, Oh, you know what? They, they're fine, that bad. but like, they just they, lost they the lost Villa twice. Yeah. 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 But because um, of that one, it makes it, it makes so it so bad. Worse. And of course, Legia, um, despite losing, uh, their initial fixture to AZ uh, did get that first match day win against Villa, which is why they sit on nine points after uh, losing their reverse fixture in England to Villa 2-1 today or on Thursday. Um, but it's simple. They have to not lose to Alkmaar. <laughs> yep. um, and if they do lose to Alkmaar, it can only be by one goal. No, uh, they already lost to Alkmaar. So if they yeah, lose, one no. So... Oh, you're right. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Legia has to not lose. But it is in Poland. It's in Poland. Great crowd there. Mm-hmm. Alkmaar has to win. Legia has to not lose. Pretty simple. Uh, Villa has uh, not officially clinched top spot, I don't believe, because they lost by one and then won by one against Legia. So there's a world in which Villa somehow loses to Trinsky. And uh, Legia finishes top with a win, but I think it's unlikely. Yeah, that would be, I think it's highly unlikely. But, mm-hmm. you know, crazier things have happened in Europe. But if you wanted, if you want like one conference league game to watch this week, this this uh, next week, mm-hmm. it would be Legia hosting Alkmaar, in my opinion. Yes. Um, two good teams. Alkmaar looks great in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and Legia looked great in Europe. So, yeah, it's going to be a really good game. I haven't watched much of uh, their. Alkmaar obviously have to go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, great crowd, perfect fixture for the last week. Yes, that's signed, sealed, and approved by being a given Thursday podcast. Group F, uh, Kukuriki, or however you want to pronounce it, one, Varos two, um, shooting 
Fenichvados up into second after Fiorentina beats Genk two to one. Um, still, uh, still a lot to play for in this one as well. Yeah, so Fiorentina have locked up qualification with their win over Gank after a slow-ish start getting two draws against Frankfurt and Gank. They've mm-hmm. picked up form by playing Greeky a couple times. <laughs> yeah, that helps. Uh, and then they another just... team that is uh, that has not uh, managed a point in Europe this season. Yeah. One of the yeah, uh, they just uh, just barely managed to get past Gank today. Uh, it took a late penalty from Nico Gonzalez, and it was the same thing with every Fiorentina game where you're like, how have you not scored more goals? Mm-hmm. They just cannot convert. They don't. They have scored 13 in yeah. five games. Well, so to it's be not fair, like... but how many of those were against? Kudriki, a lot. Seven. <laughs> Most of them. Most of them. Uh, and then defensively, they are pretty susceptible on the counter, and they're pretty bad at defending set pieces. Mm. It feels like we've said the same thing about them the last two years. And it's just, it's always the same issues with the team. And we're just going to keep mentioning it every time because yeah, how, how it is. plays out. Meanwhile, Frank Varos needed a tough, it was a tough game for them to come back. Kugariki, the poor lads, thought yeah. they were so close to getting points. They were up uh, after a 10th minute go ahead. Uh, they held that 1-0 advantage for 73 minutes Yeah. before conceding an equalizer. Well, shit, whatever, we're eliminated. Look at us getting a point uh, against champions. No, not so fast. A 98th minute winner by uh from passage. Um sees Kukuriki is all but guaranteed no points. Yeah. And, and uh and man, that's was, a big one for French Vados. This was by far the best Kukuriki I've played. This, yeah. Uh in this group stage. I mean, did a great job keeping Frank Vados out of the box for the mm-hmm. most part, forcing him to take long shots, and they just played very free when they had the ball. A lot of tricks, a lot of flair. I love tricks. I know. Kuka Tricky. Ooh, that works pretty well. <laughs> I assume if we're pronouncing uh-huh. it correctly. I don't know if we are. Yeah. Kuka Tricky. Uh, but yeah, Genko maybe feel a little hard done that yeah. that Kugariki couldn't hold out because you know that's a two point extra gap between them and Fenech Vados. Now they need Fenech Vados to lose to Fiorentina, um, which you know final match day qualified. Um, not guaranteed. Bench finals is at home. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's. Fiorentina, they need a lot to go their way. Yeah, Fiorentina will likely play with some rotation. They just mm-hmm. tend to rotate a fair amount in this yeah. competition. Yeah, they have been secured first. Yeah, but we they do want to go through first. Yeah, it's and if they lose important. to Fenech they go through second. Yeah, so it's pretty simple there. Like they should. They need a lot to lose. Fenech Vados needs to not lose. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like a little. Uh, Biscotto is on the horizon. A little spicy. Um, classic Italian biscotto. Yeah, the, the two teams just no one plays soccer. Gank, we ex- yeah. Gank we expect will probably run up the score on Kukuriki a little bit. Yeah. Um they they don't need to because if they win and Frank Cross lose, they'll right. have to flip. So yeah, the, the, the context but, there is that they both played to two like turgid nil or one one and nil-nil draws. Yeah. So there's no advantage on the on the head-to-heads. It's all about um, and the goal difference is plus two in Fenish Bottoch's favor. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah uh two lot you know a loss and a win basically evens that out. Yeah like, so then from one goal each. Then it goes to goals four where Frank Barros currently have a two goal lead. Yeah. Uh you imagine Ganker gonna score more than two against you do which uh, but yeah Fiorentina French Vados is also one of the top conference league games of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll maybe tweet about maybe tweet out some of our some of our favorite, favorite matchups picks, yeah. for the um that's gonna be up there for sure. Moving down to group hey, Aberdeen ruined their chance to get another win <laughs> by drawing at HJK on the dreaded turf. Uh 2-2. It was a pretty even game. Um, but it also doesn't matter. Uh the game that did matter is Frankfurt one, Pauk two. Pauk doing the double over the two head-to-head matchups against uh, former Europa League champion Eintracht Frankfurt. This one was a bit of a surprise, but um, you know now you can't say that Pauk definitively deserves to win the group, which they have done. This group is done. Yeah, uh, there's nothing more to play for um, except for bragging rights um, for Aberdeen and HJK. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is this is this is tough for Frankfurt. And you have to say the two goals they conceded were abominable. <laughs> two of the worst goals. Like the first one uh across like winds up uh at three Frankfurt defenders at the six, and they just sort of stand there looking at it as it pings around them. And then a pack then then 
you know, Kedzura just sort of pokes his toe out and puts it in. And it's 1-0. Uh, Marmouche equalizes soon thereafter. Um, but uh, Pau concedes another shite one um, <laughs> in the 73rd minute. And, uh, and excuse me, Frankfurt concedes another shite one. Um, and That was when the goalkeeper spilled. Yeah. Right. yeah, so it's a it's a pretty straightforward shot. Skips off the turf. Goalkeeper goes sort of down to a knee. Puts his hands down. Just can't catch um, it, right? Yeah, and Ket, not only does he not catch it, but he parries it right into the only power player in, in oh. the nearby vicinity. Um, so there are two goals you should never concede, despite the game being fairly even in terms of chances. Um, and yeah, Frankfurt uh, will hope they don't get a shit matchup in that in that playoff round. Yeah, would be if I'm a Champions League team that. Is another game where I'm like, oh god, please not Frankfurt. Europa League, or sorry, I yeah. meant to say Europa League. Yeah, yeah. that'd be a huge uh, bummer. Like, oh, please not Frankfurt. But Frankfurt's like very beatable. You know, they're 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 sort of underwhelming right now. Um, yeah, they're. I mean, they're seventh in the Bundesliga. So Eighteen points from thirteen. Yeah. Like it's they. I they are losing looked... to Stuttgart right now. Right? Yeah, well, Stuttgart's or like... Augsburg. Sorry, oh, okay. I got my bottom. Oh, that's not so great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's Augsburg's been okay this year. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Frankfurt is just. I just find them uninspiring to watch. Like. They're not, they're just not that thrilling. Um, they're not like banging in goals. They're just a little like stodgy, you know, yeah. they're not as, they're not, it's not the expressive, uh, you know, tactically masterful Frankfurt of that Europa League run. Yeah. Um, which is not to say they're bad, but it's, you know. And it isn't to say also that they can't make a deep run in the conference. Of course. They're, yeah. The conference league is. talent there. Sure. They do enough to get results most of the time and some and it's december and remember they're it's still about how they they're play. still compensating from losing their best player yeah um like right as the season started when they couldn't replace him mm-hmm. so it's no surprise that they're short on goals yeah. they have a new coach um so you know it's yeah. understandable but yeah you're right it's not a team you want to play coming down from the europa league no. you want an easier fixture than that um you won't get an easy picture playing a team from Group H, though. <laughs> Definitely not if you go to Denmark. No. As they get a second time, they just absolutely beat the crap out of opponents. This is Norchland you're talking about. Yes. Sorry. Norchland. You never said the team. Oh. Yeah. Norchland wins 6-1 against Fenerbahce. Yeah. This adds on to their 7-1 against Ludogorets earlier. I think Norchland have scored the most goals of any team in I the conference so, yeah. league. They have 17. Um, thanks to scoring seven and six in two games. <laughs> uh yeah, they beat the shit out of out of Fenerbahce 6-1. And this was a really strange game um, because while Nordschland definitely started the better of the two teams and they really came at them, they got goals in the 21st and 25th minute. Um, uh, but Fenerbahce in the second half, second part of the first half after that, really cranked it up. Um, they basically, they hit the crossbar. They had a disallowed goal. They do eventually get one back through Batshuayi, um, but you know they should they they nearly had a, a second equalizer or an equalizer a few minutes after before half, but it was deemed to come off a hand mm-hmm. um, as it was put past the goal, so it could have been a very different game going in at two two. Um, instead, Fenerbahce decide to just fall apart, <laughs> um, despite having a few chances early in the second half. Once they concede. Uh, to Nigrin in the 55th to go down 3-1. They, they, their heads aren't in it anymore. They they start um, not marking in transition. Norchland's just like piling forward and in, in, uh, what are you laughing at? I looked up who got one of the assists and it's harder. <laughs> <laughs> harder. Hardly yeah. nowhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Nigrin ends up with a hat trick. Um, You'll know Benjamin Nigrin if you play football manager. Dude's a beast in that game. <laughs> yeah. Another Swedish. young Swedish striker. They're yeah. producing a good amount up there. Um, but yeah, they Fenerbahce just like it, it weird for a team that's like competing at the top of the of the Turkish table. Um, they've only lost one game in the league all year. Um, you know, and have now lost back to back games. Yeah. Um, and in this competition. I don't know this for a fact, but I would imagine it's very, very rare that a team wins their first three games in a group and doesn't go through. Yeah. So this could be Record setting. It would be the first time in conference league history because whoever <laughs> comes me. third in this group will have the highest point total of any team to fail to get out of their group. Really? In conference league history. Yeah. Wow. Um, and this is all set up as well because Ludogorets got a much needed win 
on the road against Spartak Trinava, who've been the little whipping boys of this group. Hot. Yeah. Uh, Trinava only one point so far. Isn't it weird? That's so weird that Norchland would have been through already if they just beat Trinava. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, the group now shapes out Norchland in first with 10, uh, with an absurd goal difference. Ludogorets and Fenerbahce are both on nine. Um, how, and uh, Ludogorets and Fenerbahce are also tied on head-to-head, yeah. each two-goal win to their name. Um, so it's coming down to Ludogorets having a plus-one goal difference on Fenerbahce. Um, Fenerbahce does still have the inside track here because they get to go spank Trinava. At home. At too. home. So if they can score, like, five goals, well, Ludogorets and Ludogorets uh, slugs it out with Norchland. Yeah. Well, Ludogorets are through with the win as well because they'll jump Norchland. Sure. So it's that Ludogorets-Norchland game is in Bulgaria. Yeah. And it should be – it's my pick for a game of the Conference League next week. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's one of the, it's one a of the best you're ones. In. Yeah. Uh, and Norchland will want to win. Or a draw if you're drawing you're in if you're Norchland. Yeah. But they'll want the win because they'll want if to be they first. draw, Fenerbahce could jump them yeah. back into first place. To say, if Norchland goes out with, on 10 points with – with with uh a goal difference is they their goal difference is twelve better than the next than the next uh team, like Fenerbahce is at minus two, Ludogorets minus one, Norseland's plus eleven. For them to go out like under those conditions would be kind of unprecedented. Yeah. Um, but it would also be pretty unprecedented for Fenerbahce to, uh, not go through after winning their first three and looking like the clear favorites in the group. And all like on paper, they're by far the best team in the group. Um. But they gotten sloppy. They fucked around. They're finding out. Um, I think Fenerbahce still is likely to go through. Yeah. Um, the only time I can remember a team with more points not qualifying was the 2013-14 Champions League group when Napoli oof, came third. Well, that's so brutal. <laughs> uh, this is just going to be a tough one. Like these are three teams that should be in the knockout round, and one of them's not going to be. Yeah. Um, so you know you'd probably favorite. Fenerbahce because they're playing Trinava at home and Norchland because they have that slight one point advantage, but very possible Ludogorets can win at home. Um, they're very competitive at home. Uh, they, I think they're, yeah, they're two and zero at home so far, including a win against Fenerbahce. Uh, so, you know, not an easy place to go. Any, all the play for. Yeah. Probably the most exciting group going into the last week. I would say so. Other than, you know, maybe group, uh group d or sorry uh group e i mean yeah 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 but there's still still a lot to play for in all these groups a lot of teams are still alive it's been one of the more competitive so are we yeah barely yeah these finals are killing me killing them they're killing them folks but it's been one of the more competitive and interesting thursday that we've had in a while so yeah i think we're we're poised for a very nice uh very nice finale. Oh, one thing we didn't mention uh, that we missed in Group G um, in that draw with Aberdeen in, in Finland mm-hmm. is that uh, the game had to be stopped for oh, a minute because yeah. the way Aberdeen fans were throwing snowballs at the HJK keeper, which because it was really snowy. Yeah, um, just, that's just good fun. It's good fun. That's just I mean, good fun. Unless yeah. that unless Mostly, they're putting like anything hard in those snowballs to crack their skull open. Like, yeah, I would trust Aberdeen fans. Like, like in the Conference League final last year when someone threw a vape at in, like, a, in a bottle. Yeah, do yeah. you remember that? Yeah, it was a, one of the West Ham fans hits. What's um, what's his name? It was bleeding. Was it Ranieri? No, it no. was uh, what's his name? Oh, Baragi. Baragi, yeah. yeah. Baragi was just like bleeding from the head like a boxer. Yeah, uh, it did look pretty badass. It looked though. pretty sweet. Yeah, especially because he scored, didn't he? Yeah, and yeah. everybody. I remember we're watching the game, and Max is just, oh, why is he? Come on, it's just a, just a plastic cup. Come on, yeah. stop. And he turns around, he's like, oh, no, oh never. He's, he's gushing, oh, yeah. he's gushing blood. <laughs> I thought he was being a little Italian bitch. Yeah. Um. My bad, Baragi. <laughs> uh, still lost them. Um, yeah, and uh, I think that's going to do it um, for our coverage of match day five. Really excited for a week and a half slash two weeks from now. Yeah. Um, when we finally have the conclusion of all these uh, fixtures, I think what we should do is do a, our normal match day six pod and then put out a separate special of like recap, like, you know, 
yeah. best and worst, that kind of thing. So Absolutely. you'll have double trouble before yeah, the we'll new have year. A, a match day six recap and mm-hmm. then a group stage recap. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll have a yeah, well, you get double trouble. Um and then in the new year we'll get into our previews for the mm-hmm. for the knockouts. Maybe um, try to drop in a special or two. Yeah, a get deep a dive. Yeah, let's do it like definitely do a deep dive. Um have a little more time over the break. Yeah. Um until then, uh we we need a cheers candidate. And as usual, we didn't plan one. So I'm just going to stall while I talk out loud. Maybe the Norchaland? That's exactly who I was thinking. I so kind of feel like, like we haven't cheers him. Yeah, it's Johans Hochdorp. I think it's the first time we cheered. Yeah, cheers. Johans. Good for you, buddy. So Johans, cheers to your primarily attacking. Yeah, uh, you could be out of the competition in a week's time. But for, for now, now, cheers, cheers. Johan. Cheers.